Please be seated. Since my mother has had her stroke, she doesn't have as much of a time perspective as she once had. And so it's difficult for her to track the trajectory of past, present, and future such that time for her is just one darn thing after another. I see kids on a daily basis that have no sense of time. They don't have a capacity to estimate time, and they don't have um, a sense of time. That is, they don't reflect or think about their experience from a time perspective. Um, these are the kids who spend a lot of time wondering why it is that we study history. Um, and they don't have a sense that the people who forget the past are destined to repeat it. Um, these same kids, um, not only do they not have um, a conscious sense of the past, um, but they're not able to anticipate a future. And we think of them as being in some kind of way trapped in the now. Um, one of the, the really good things about um, the Christian calendar is it teaches us to number our days as the psalmist um, admonishes us to do. Advent is a time where we look at the past and the prophecies of the past in anticipation of a future. The prophet Isaiah foretells the coming of a shoot that will come out of the stump of Jesse and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. During the time in which we were sojourning at St. John's Episcopal um, during Advent one year, um, I did a painting that hung in the chapel that was a work in progress. And it was entitled The Stump of Jesse. It hangs at Sean and Alyssa's. And um, over the course of the Advent season, out of the stump came a shoot and a blossom as a way of looking forward to the coming of our Lord. There will be a shoot that will come out of the stump of Jesse and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. What are the features of this Spirit of the Lord? The prophet Isaiah lists them in Isaiah chapter 11. They should be familiar to us as Anglicans. They are the spiritual gifts that are part and parcel of confirmation. And they are wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. 
His time will be characterized by righteous and equitable judging and by peace among all living things. The earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. Notice the first descriptor descriptor on that list. Wisdom. Who was Jesus before the incarnation? He was the Logos, the Word. And he was wisdom. If you read the wisdom literature in the Old Testament, there is a personification of wisdom, as if wisdom is actually a being. There are a few such references in books like Proverbs, such as Proverbs 8.22, and the Deuterocanonical books like Sirach are full of them. The description is closed with these words. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The purpose of this prophecy is to instill a sense of hope. The prophecy likely was promulgated during a period of hopelessness and despair in Israel's history, a time when it seemed as if the voice of God was silent. St. Paul references this prophecy in the epistle lesson from Romans 15 when he says, Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. What is he referencing when he talks about what had been formerly written? He's talking about Hebrew scripture or the Old Testament. The Old Testament in general. But the reference is specifically to this text from Isaiah, which he specifically mentions. St. Paul is applying the Isaiah passage to the hope of the Gentiles, which would be us. Through this shoot from the stump of Jesse, the Gentiles, which are you and I, are grafted into the promise. We are adopted or received into the family of God. How wonderful it is to be included. This is a passage that ensures our inclusion in this promise, which has been expanded to include all of us, Jews and Gentiles alike. The metaphor that is used to describe this process is a plant, or more accurately, a stump. As we all know, a stump is created when the plant has been cut down, which it was in the case as a consequence of disobedience. But there's the promise of a new shoot that will begin to grow. The new shoot represents a start of a new life. And St. Paul says that in that new shoot, we are grafted in. As the epistle to the Romans winds down, St. Paul appeals to the promises that were contained in Hebrew scriptures, especially this one from Hebrew from Isaiah 11. He identifies Jesus Christ as the fulfillment of that hope. Paul admonishes the Romans to rejoice and to praise the Lord. You see, Advent and Christmas are seasons of perpetual hope. 
the root of the promise is in Isaiah. The fulfillment of the promises has its inception in the wilderness with a man whose name is John. I think of him as being among the first of the desert fathers. Matthew tells us that John is the one that Isaiah referenced in Isaiah 40, verse 3, as the voice crying out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. How does one make such preparations? The answer is simple. Repent. If you want to prepare for the coming of the Lord, confess. In preparation for the coming of our Lord, we engage in a process of self-examination. Then we confess all the things that we find that are in conflict with God's will for our lives. John is the one who has set this conversion process in motion. John is preaching a message of repentance as the cost of admission into the new kingdom that was being introduced into history in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. He was quick to inform the Pharisees and Sadducees that it would not be sufficient for them to rely on their Hebrew pedigree for admission. Who your daddy is just isn't going to cut it. There is a price that will be exacted, and that price is repentance. A biological connection to Abraham is insufficient in and of itself for admission into the kingdom. In John's preaching, repentance goes hand in glove with water baptism. When Jesus comes, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus will separate the grain from the shaft, and the shaft will be discarded. So what should we glean from these lessons? First, there is a promise that has a history in Holy Scripture. That promise is a source of hope for a secure future. Second, as Gentiles, we are grafted into that promise. The original promise included a single ethnic group of people. With the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the net is expanded to include all of us. Whatever exclusivity existed previously is eliminated and erased. Third, how do we secure our place in the promise? The answer is through repentance. Repentance means that we make a turnabout in the way that we live our lives. As a penitential season, Advent is a time when the focus of our attention is on self-examination and confession. Fourth, as John prepared the way for the first incarnation, it is our responsibility as the church to prepare the way for the second. We need to be the ones in the desert proclaiming a message of promise that is based on repentance, baptism, and participation in the body of Christ. Here's the deal. The way things were wasn't working out. People had become deflated and discouraged. Hopelessness was epidemic. 
people could see no reason to be hopeful. There was this promise of deliverance from these horrific conditions, but nothing substantive was happening. Then John suddenly appeared on the horizon in the wilderness, came out of nowhere, and began preaching a message of repentance, imploring people to get themselves cleaned up and ready for a cataclysmic historical event. He was baptizing people left and right in the wilderness to prepare them for meeting the one who was to come. St. Paul tells us that we are included in that promise. Whenever we walk through the waters of baptism, we become a part of the promise. How do we claim our place in the promise? It's summed up in a single word, and that word is repentance. So along with Paul, I offer you this benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.